0: Welcome to the Divine Feminine's podcast and channel. I'm your host, Steph Desar, and in today's episode, I'm talking about how you can access your dark feminine energy. Now, before I get started, don't forget to like and subscribe this channel with the Divine Feminines on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. That's Apple, Google, Spotify, and we're also on Instagram and TikTok, and that's Divine Feminines with a Z at the end. So while I like and subscribe this channel, where well, we've got great content on mind, body, soul empowerment. It's also for both men and women, how you can become your best self, soul growth, really manifest the life that you really want and on YouTube especially when you subscribe you get bonus content on the moon, moon cycles, energy portal updates and guidance for manifesting the life that you've always wanted. So I'm sure there's something in it for all of you. So I've covered a few episodes on accessing, channeling your divine feminine energy, balancing your masculine and feminine, connecting with your dark feminine and sharing more about what the dark feminine is and um this episode is is an extension of that and so if you haven't listened to the other ones I I recommend you do because that would be useful to kind of get a better understanding but I am going to go into some sort of foundational layers of dark feminine energy I'm sure if you're listening to this and you are here with me now well welcome Thank you for all the new subscribers and to the existing Soul Tribe. I'm really grateful to have you here. But you're interested in, or have a desire or interest to access and understand your dark feminine energy. And in order to do that, you have to uncover your shadow feminine side. And as a woman, to unlock um, a powerful force that's within. And actually, the dark feminine is uh, is what I would call a, a destructive necessary um, destroying type energy but for all good purposes right destroying to allow space for the new and better and healthier ways Um, and it's, it's enabling us to destroy and you know break away from our old world our old ways of being. And exploring those techniques is what I want to go through now. And I've shared um, more in the past, but I wanted to do a refresher, but also share some more insight. And one thing I haven't spoken about the past is the meaning and the history of the divine feminine energy. This spans, you know, all the way back to ancient times. This is like not something that just happened the other day. And this is why, you know, when you're more attuned to what's going on in the society and media, you don't get this kind of content, you don't get this kind of information, and it's ancient, you know, ancient knowledge. It is actually um, really necessary information. Sorry, I had to get a drink there. Um, and it's its phenomenal that a lot of this knowledge is there, but only if we, you know, look or oh, have the intention to want to know more that it comes. A lot of it's been suppressed and removed, but there's been two, you know, there's been many figures that I think that represent dark feminine energy too, that I want to mention. We f- first have um, Tara, who's represented as the Buddhist goddess and dark feminine energy really is the shadow side of femininity. So basically it's the destructive nature of feminine energy. And the story of the dark feminine really goes back to these times as I said and you know popularly it's been you know given through the stories of Tara and Kali Um personally because I do a lot of yoga um, I remember one of my yoga teachers in Costa Rica um, Ginny it's Ginny she was incredible we were doing the warrior poses and she oh it was like oh it was amazing because she was basically talking through um the the story of carly and um we were she was telling us the story of carly as we did the different warrior poses and i just thought that was phenomenal so shout out to Ginny. um i have to message her she was phenomenal what a great yoga teacher that that gave me so much fulfillment and we'd start our day um on this beautiful crystal mountain (laughs) uh, overseeing such beautiful countryside in costa rica and and having these yoga sessions with such an amazing teacher. So both men and women, I digressed, um, both men and women need to embrace their divine feminine and, and the dark feminine that... Is residing within the divine feminine so you know we need to restore that balance into the world and you know i always talk about this and it's an ongoing effort it's an ongoing um job for us all right we all kind of take that ownership and accountability and we're going to make massive impact um it's you know the, the feminine the dark feminine rises because it's everything that we've made inferior and suppressed so anything that's been frowned upon actually isn't an as that changes and shifts, the dark feminine rises. Ego, vulnerability, and darkness are not inherently evil. Like, why does, why do people think that <laughs> ego is bad? Like, ego is always going to be with us. We need to have a healthy relationship with our ego. And knowing your shadow will allow you to have that healthy relationship with your ego. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It's not being overly emotional. It's actually being authentic, and darkness isn't, you know, necessarily bad just because everyone associates light with good and dark with bad. And it's not. And I've said this before. So, you know, Tara specifically, her story, she's Buddhist goddess and, you know, the sort of counterpart to Buddha, let's say, uh, she's a female Buddha basically and she's a compassionate mother of liberation and is generally shown seated on her um, lotus throne with a, a right leg hanging down you know um, dawning a fierce expression she represents this navigation of stormy waters um, we experience self-doubt and resembles the um, blackness of the womb where where life begins so she really represents depth stormy waters, you know, and that waters being watery, deep, emotive um, energy, you know, deep emotions that reside in our shadows, fears and all kinds of things that come with that. And also the dark womb, meaning death and transformation, death, rebirth, right? Um, and then Kali, she's the Hindu goddess of death and destruction. And again, depicted as a black goddess. So you'll see, if you ever see pictures of her, she's kind of in dark colors and she embodies shakti and that's divine feminine energy um and you know creativity in her story she was birthed by durga the hindu warrior goddess after demons overran the world she destroyed those demons and uh, her blackness you know symbolizes and represents eternal darkness which can both which can both destroy and create um and so this story really highlights the way dark feminine saves the world through the destruction of the world. And when when, you, when I say that, I'm not going around going blowing up the world, it's the destruction of what no longer serves us from within, right? Destruction represents our interior and exterior worlds we have the power to destroy negative belief systems and subconscious patterns and limited thinking and behaviors and you know destroy wounds so that we can heal and when we do that that's all internal work but once doing so your external reality changes and i am living proof of that i can't tell you how much my life has transformed and changed so significantly and it was consistent work and it still always is but it is just incredible when you do that work internally and you commit to doing that. So what's the importance of dark feminine energy? Well, as meaningful as feminine energy is, dark feminine is equally important, right? So, you know, both, both powers must work together. They must be, you know, in some sort of harmony. You can't have creation without destruction i always say you can't be calling something new into your life without creating space for it and that's basically the same thing um and you know however shadow feminine only makes herself known when we can embrace failure so the shadow feminine is your dark feminine and you know it's when we can accept failure shame guilt negative emotions insecurities whether that's the way that we look or the way what we think about ourselves and other emotions that you know repress through societal conditions you know I'll tell you one thing this is something and it was it was in a conversation and um I won't mention any names but I think it's a really good one I was I'm celibate currently celibate I'm proud and and feeling my energy and actually I'm going to do an episode on that and how powerful that can be for the feminine and the masculine and um I'm happy to shout it from the rooftops. I've got no fear in it. But I was mentioning it to someone, and they sort of had like a, oh no, you know, I wouldn't really want to say that I'm celibate, you know, because my community and you know the community I'm in, they, they they that's not something I could like sort of say and stuff. And I realised that that's a societal, you know, restraint. That's a limiting belief because of society and worried about what others think and worried because that's the way that that community behave. So I need to kind of behave a certain way to just sort of fit in or not to attract attention to me. But actually, the whole purpose of being celibate is such a beautiful one. It doesn't mean that you can't get a, you know, your leg over or whatever. You you can't get a man or a woman. It doesn't mean that. It's power. It's a choice. It's actually self-love it's um knowing that you're you know you're worthy only for the right energy and that you know just going to be with someone for the sake of being with someone and um actually when you're celibate you have more power if you do do the access and you channel the energy the sexual energy is not Sexual energy is not meant to just be for sex, right? Sexual energy is meant to be for channeling and transmutation. And and it's actually a very creative energy and a manifesting, powerful energy. So you can actually use that to alchemize. And it's incredible. So, you know, to, to yield your true feminine nature means to let go. And to let go, you have to acknowledge all the bad and all the sort of, dark and deep seated things that are going on with you in order to let go and then you can start to receive. So, you know, I I, I speak to a lot of feminines and they're like, "Yes, I need to be in the receiving mode." And sometimes and, and no disrespect to them because I've got love, I was there once too. So, I was thinking the same. It's like, "Oh, I've just got to like accept help from friends or um, if someone wants to do something for me, yeah, I'll say yes or I'll stop giving so much so that I can start receiving." It's not just about that. It's letting go of your internal world of things that need to be destroyed. So then there's space and then the essence of receiving can be possible. So if you're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, receive more support from friends and family. I'll, you know, I'll receive, you know, I'll stop giving so much and receive. That's just a fragment of it. Because the deeper part of it all is the letting go within, right? Letting go of beliefs, patterns, ways of how you think of yourself, letting go of what you think people need to do in your life or what you have fixated on from society, whatever it is, so you can make that space to receive and that's received in 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 multiple ways not just people giving you help or um giving you know giving you more love it's received downloads it's received intuition it's receive blessings it's received more support from the universe not just from people and friends and family right so when you finally surrender and ask for the help transformation does actually take place and one thing i want to say is that we don't just have one transformation right i have i am constantly transforming. And it isn't always on job. And I'm constantly refining because the only one constant thing in life is change. So when you can embody and feel comfortable in change, you're literally an unstoppable force. I'm going to tell you that. And um, it might be innate in me because I'm a Scorpio that has really uh, embraced my scorpionic energy for tra- death and transformation. And I ride that wave pretty well, I could say. But, you know, back in the old days, no, you know, w- you know, Scorpio is a fixed water sign. So you do hold on to things that you're used to because of fear and because of what you're used to and you don't like change. So with it in itself, that's kind of a contradiction, right? So I'm sure you can appreciate that. So, you know, look, like I said, we can only really have this opportunity to access that dark feminine energy when we allow the surrendering and then we have to drop that veil you know to see beyond and you you know and that's uh, um, important because otherwise we won't be able to really access that divine feminine energy um the dark divine feminine energy so I'm going to go through some ways of accessing it and I have shared some before this is an extension I am sharing more um, incremental, insight and wisdom and ideas here and i think you know it's worth taking heed of these you know take some notes um think to yourself what you feel might be something you can kick off with as a starting point and that 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 you know that's a great way to start having a ritual for yourself the first one's about shadow work well i mentioned shadow the shadow side of the feminine yeah. shadow work really our shadow self and it's very much embedded in our ego so Like I said, the ego isn't a bad thing. The ego just holds a lot of computed, because our brain's like a computer, right? It is. Um, Signals all the time, recording past behaviors, past experiences and everything. And that's what the ego really is. It's an amalgamation of computed past experiences. It goes on historical events, right? It's like a little data bank. And it's like, oh, that happened. Okay, so then I've got a belief, like, I don't know someone always turns up late and then it's like well they're always going to turn up late because that's what's always happened you don't even have the ability to think that they could turn up early so then you're literally manifesting it anyway but that's just a very basic example so when we go into our shadow self you know we're doing away with those negative belief systems and we're uniting with separate parts together so we're actually bringing together you know things that need to have what's in the dark that needs to have the light shone upon them and you know your shadow self is dark and it's it disowned parts of you basically you know disowned parts of your personality and, and and this is how you step into your authenticity is when you embrace who you really are and you ride that and you're proud of who you are and you don't care what anyone thinks but we all have parts in our personality that we might be conscious of Oh, whole if i say this, or I do this, or I show that I'm interested in this, or this is how I am as a person, people are not going to like me so much, or that it's not accepted in society, or it's not on trend. Yeah, because there's always this trend shit that goes on, excuse my language. So, you you know, and... let me not get into social media but you get all these trends on tiktok on instagram and people just wasting their time doing all these trend videos just for views and stuff like that but what are you gaining what are they gaining from that and then everyone wants to follow suit but it's just a bunch of following like there's no ownership there's no leadership i don't even know what you know people might say oh it's fun really it's quite degenerate you're just consuming nonsense you're not out there creating and actually creating the life that you can really have by being deliberate about what you consume we're here to create and if we're here making using most of our time consuming then you're a waste of space on earth and i said that you're a waste of space on earth because the whole point of coming to earth is to is to self-master and to enjoy the beauty of creation and the fact that you are a creator and see how you can create worlds, universes, new realities. And it's incredible. So why wouldn't you want to do that? But if you're stuck in old ways and habits, and I want to do another episode on stop sp- playing small, because when you're stuck in habits and routines and, oh, this is nice and this, this is what I'm used to doing, you're, sp- you're playing small. You're not allowing yourself to expand, right? You're just sticking to a routine that is limiting you from um you know bigger opportunities of evolving so you know you can do your your shadow work by sitting with yourself you need to be on your own right remember i said that ask yourself now how much time do i spend alone when i get time to myself do i quickly use that to go and socialize or go out and do stuff or keep myself occupied When you get time to yourself, do you say, do you know what, I've got this day, I don't know, in the week, where I don't have, like, any responsibilities, there's no work or there's no kids to tend to or whatever it is, and I'm just going to be with myself. I'm going to spend that whole day with myself. Ask yourself, do you do that? I mean, most most of what I do is on my own, and I absolutely love it, but you have to get used to being in your own company. If you can't do that then you're never really going to accept who you are, love yourself for who you are and really show up for who you really are. So spending that time alone, engaging into exercises, writing out affirmations, how you feel, you know, um, journaling with that, but even crying um, understanding what is troubling you at that point in time like is the things that keep bugging you and things like that you know like make a note of it and and make a mental note of it and and try to associate the feelings around it and the feelings what feelings of insecurities why are you feeling that like you're not good enough and things like that because that's the part of you know our personalities that we you know it might be things or interests we have or even just like talents that we've got that we're like oh you know because no one's really gonna really like the fact that I I don't know I sing or I or I build origami um or I like you know gardening um but it gives me joy and I'm really good at it but I'm not going to talk about it and I'm not going to really show anything about it because you know it's not really accepted what the heck (laughs) that's definitely a place for you know giving time and attention and understanding why you feel the way you do so you can start to release that the next one's about alchemy and really inspired by um paulo coelho's book the alchemist it's all about you know alchemy yes is about changing base metals into more valuable metals you know like lead into gold but on a on a deeper level in terms of like self-transformation process it's the alchemizing of our internal thoughts feelings and processes um into better healthier beliefs that then transform and externalize into our externalizing our reality um into more positive outcomes and that in itself is alchemy and constantly playing with alchemy it's a dance it's beautiful when you do get the hang of it but you have to accept the shadow you have to listen to your intuition Spending that time alone and with your shadow will help you with um, accessing your intuition as well, um, which is important for for your shadow um, and for your dark feminine. The next one is meditation. Well, you know, it's a beautiful practice. I think everyone, regardless of trying to access their dark feminine, need need to consider some type of meditative um, practice. Now, some people don't like to sit still. And I always say you can walk and just have a walk. can cook and just be like there in the moment being really present right it's about really being present but developing that mind body and spirit connection is important and becoming in tune with those emotions because when you start to meditate you'll realize that things will come to you unconsciously and that's great whether it's a person a feeling an idea oh it's fantastic some of my best Can I just say? Some of my best healing moments have come out of people or feelings popping into my head or, you know, into my sort of conscious brain. It's coming in from the subconscious to the conscious brain to show itself. And some of my best, like, outcomes or, like, decisions I've made have come from a moment of meditation and I've had that inspired action. Or because I've been meditating and continually connecting with my mind, body and spirit, as I go off into my day, I then get like, these inspired messages, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this now, I'm going to do this, and, and it was, like, sometimes never planned, but so effortlessly, like, miraculous, like, and that is the beauty of it all, so, you know, you don't need to clear your mind while doing it, just be patient, you know, things will come up, and this is why everyone's like, oh, I can't do meditation, because I've got to sit still, and my mind's running, like 20,000 miles per hour, but actually those things that are running through your head, take mental note, be mindful of them because those are the things that are bugging you that you need to kind of make peace with, you know, and, um, and oh, gosh, there's a little insect here that really just wants to come and hang out with me, and I'm like, go, <laughs> sorry guys, <laughs> the next one's journaling, and I kind of touched on this before, but as you spend that time alone, as you're meditating, things are going to come to you and journaling and writing down things consciously and unconsciously. So what you can do after meditation is actually just set an intention of what you know you want to be receiving from your higher self and then journal or write. And that's called automatic writing, where you kind of just start to write, but you're not thinking with your conscious brain. And that will show some things that are coming up in your unconscious. And that's really powerful, actually. And I I really recommend doing it. I'm going to take more time to do that, actually. It helps you really train your intuition as well and connect with your intuition. But just other journaling... Of, you know, and you can write healthy and positive affirmations, especially if you're getting feelings of like lack of self worth or I don't feel I'm beautiful or I don't have, you know, I don't have, um, I don't know, the most intelligent ideas and things like that. Then you can write affirmations that counteract those, like, yes, I'm intelligent. I come up with creative ideas. They are well respected and acknowledged and recognized. Do you know what I mean? Okay, the next one's chakra balancing. So, as you know, we've got seven chakras, right? We've got our root chakra, our sacral, our solar plexus, our heart chakra, our throat chakra, our third eye and our crown and it's important to have those in balance if you're not in you know alignment of your chakras then you won't really be able to access your dark feminine energy because you'll be off balance you'll just generally be chaotic or off balance and this is you know again coming back to that having that time for yourself having that time to like look after your mind body and soul as well so you can really connect with your chakras now a way to balance chakras is through meditation is through taking time alone there are um, affirmations they're also on the divine feminine's podcast page on instagram Uh, probably some old posts that are based on each chakra that are affirmations on each chakra to kind of help clear and um, stimulate clear blocks for that chakra and stimulate that chakra and that energy center and um, also you can have certain foods wear certain colors Um, to sort of bring more balance and work with crystals that help bring more harmony and balance to um, your chakras. I am going to do probably an episode on like opening your heart and balancing your chakras and actually it's funny as I said that because um, the next one's about opening your heart and opening your heart is a courageous act, it's not about just like oh when I open my heart it means that I'm giving love, it's not really just about that, opening your heart is you know, is is forgiveness and vulnerability. And that's difficult to understand, especially, <coughs> excuse me, if a person has done you wrong and, you know, there's a resentment that resides. And, you know, I always say that if someone's done you wrong and you can't find forgiveness, you, you know, you, you don't have to have them back in your life. I've had so many people that I feel might have not did me right or I felt like didn't did handle situations right. But then um, I did feel, you know, a bit disappointed, saddened, upset, you know, whatever that was at the time. But I found forgiveness for them and I moved on. Like, they're not in my life. I don't want them in my life personally. I, I'm done with that. And it's not because it's whatever, but it's in the past. And if you don't find peace with the past, how can you live in your present, you know? So it only holds resentment. And I always say resentment is only a a, 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 a wound and a block on yourself resentment's not a good vibration to have or a great frequency right it's the opposite of love so you know opening your heart and connecting to your shadow will allow you to see where you know where you can bring about more peace and find more peace to yourself and accessing that dark feminine energy is to understand that you must learn to let go so where there's someone in the past and even like i'll give you an example like you know, um, you may have loved someone so much, right? And especially if you're you know they experience twin flames, but you're living your life and you moved on. Like you can always say, Oh, there's a space there, you know, like not a space, or there's like always like a part of me that loves that person or loves what that person brought to my journey. That's okay. But if you're holding on to them here, that's not good. And you're not gonna be able to move on, and you're holding on to maybe the possibility of being with them or just that, that you know there's a bit of like then it becomes a bit obsessive like love and it's not good um and actually that's the love that you need to be given yourself um which is part of the journey to self-love and the next one I'm saying in accessing your dark feminine energy is practicing true self-love and now true self-love right is not just like going to spas and to massages and you know like having some nice like dainty time to yourself yeah that's lovely you know that's nurturing and it's luxurious and we should definitely treat ourselves like the goddesses that we are right and the gods but it's about really accepting who we really are how we look how we feel what we enjoy doing our gifts our talents our opinions and our, our our unique voice and presence in the world it's really accepting that and then embracing it and stepping into authenticity so this is that type of self-love of really giving that time to really recognize who you are and and and, and love that version of who you truly are and then in and, and that You know, everyone loves you because you love you. I walk around and I just have so much beautiful energy. Like, just, it's beautiful. Like, the whole universe is just smiling at me and I realise it's because I truly wholeheartedly accept and love myself and show up in my authenticity. So I know it's possible and I'm here saying this because I would love for you all to experience that if you're not already experiencing some of this already you know, you can be on your way there and the next one is embracing change. Change is not easy. And what did I tell you? Like, I've I've been there so many times and when when you're committed to doing this, you've got to be prepared that things will constantly change. And anyway, life changes, right? Life changes all the time. That's the one constant in life. I said that at the beginning. When you can ride that wave and go with the flow and not try to control things, you are laughing because and I say laughing from a really good point because you're accepting that it's for your highest good but you're also allowing for the newness to come in you can't ask for the healing and the destruction the healing which is from destruction and change and the newness and a new life and you know manifesting uh, a more healthier um, outlook you can't if you don't embrace the change that will have to occur for it to happen and then the next one is is enhancing your emotional intelligence. So, you know, this is really about learning, you know, better ways to communicate um, and listen and handle uh, emotional communication with friends, family, romantic partners. Really, you know, I've I've done an episode on, you know, love languages, but it's also, you know, expressing how you feel, um, how you listen to others, how you don't kind of jump to conclusions and you work together for better ways of... um, finding, um, for what is more understanding and, um, support and and collaboration, but from an emotional standpoint. So not, you know, being vulnerable and creating that system and a communication style for approaching life is a great way to sort of start. And then finally, heal female relationships. This is a big one because, you know, whether it's with family mother directly, aunts, cousins, sisters, or even friends, work colleagues, women in society that you've grown up around, ask yourself and have a look, right? And this is a big one. Um, Have a look at your relationship with key women in your life. Your mum. My mum's passed. Um, I had an amazing relationship with my mum. My mum was incredible. Like, if she was still physically alive... Yeah, like, I I can't even imagine what life would be like. She had to go. There was a contract we had. She had to go so that I could rise in my feminine. But as I was doing my healing work, even though I thought my mum was incredible, there was was parts of me that had certain beliefs and feelings around my mum because of the choices that she made that I didn't quite like. And I kind of maybe had a little bit of anguish and upset around why did you do that like why did you stay with dad or you know why didn't you just kind of just go and do you like it was okay you could have done it you don't care what anyone thinks so I then took on certain ways of being like I'm gonna do me but I went too extreme because of some of the things I saw with my mom and I didn't want to be suppressed so you know but I absolutely loved my mom so that's not necessarily like um what I'm trying to say is I didn't really I didn't have a bad relationship with my mum, I had a great one. But there was certain things about, you know, what I learned from my mum or I saw from my mum from a young age that then created those thought patterns and beliefs. But then for those that may not have a good relationship with their mum or there's a lot of codependency, there's a lot of distortion because your mum is not healed um, or is self aware and hasn't been doing this work, that is something that you can change. And I tell you this because it's happened with my dad. My dad, so old, old school, patriarchal, everything. But when I started to really do the work on myself and really invest in myself, it took some time. But the way my dad is with me now, I can't even believe it. Like, I, it's, it's phenomenal. Now, don't get me wrong. There's times where, you know, he's not. It, the way he behaves towards me is respectful doesn't mean that he's gone and transformed and changed. No, I've just manifested his way of behaving towards me in a more healthier way because of me, right? He has his moments still though. And that's, I can't control that. But when he does, I know what I'm going to put up with and what I'm not and I'm in my power. And sometimes Dad has to go on time out. Some some of you that know about me, like Dad's on time out, and I have to do it sometimes, just for the sake of my own well being. But doesn't mean that I don't still love him. I don't hold any resentment when that happens, and I don't. Hold, I definitely check in with myself to make sure that there's no sort of energetic um, clutter, you know, to do with it. But this is something that's important. So think about, and I say my Dad, but I was just giving that example because my mum's passed. But women in your life, so the women that you work with, what is your relationship with the women that you work with? I'm so grateful. I actually shout shout out to all of the women I work with. You are incredible women and I'm really grateful to have such strong relationships with you all. But that was also down to a lot of my self-work that then allowed me to be in these really good relationships with female colleagues um, and, and clients and whatever. So... That's something I'm really, like, I love. Um, And it's a positive relationship. It's like we're always trying to be progressive and positive and support one another and raise each other up. But did I have that back in the days? No, 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 no. There was a lot of competition and other things. And that does happen because females do get quite competitive, especially in a masculine world. Um, it becomes like, you know, it's hard and it's because they're wounded and um, it becomes a bit of a a cycle. So, and then also think about your friends in your life, you know, like the ones that you actually, maybe you stop talking to certain females. Have you healed and let go of that resentment? And then the females that are in your life, do you have a healthy dynamic with them? Um, And, you know, I'm pretty much a loner. Like, I love being a loner. I do have a few friends, but I'm very much a very sort of free-spirited soul. And so the females that are in my life, and even male friends, um, are in my life because they understand that and they respect that and know that I'm kind of like that friend that is there and is loving, but is there and is in the ether of the universe somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And I don't necessarily need to be that friend that's always sort of hanging out and checking in and all of that. I just need to be allowed to just be me and be free and, you know, and there's no clinginess um or expectation that we're gonna be friends forever. And I say that to my friends. (laughs) Just know that, you know, life transforms and changes. Maybe you move on. Maybe you know it's you know, things take you in a different part and I don't resonate for you anymore. Well that doesn't have to be painful. And that's, again, a change, right? Like, family members, you may have been really close with some and not with others, and it shifts over time. And also ask yourself, you know, other family members in, your, in, the, in the family, like aunts, cousins, sisters, like, what's the relationship there? And how do you feel there? And try to find make peace with it. You don't have to go up to all of them that you don't talk to or you do talk to and try to just overtly say stuff, but some of it can be done internally and some of it can be done overtly. If you are in those relationships and they you're actively in them, you can start to think about how you can find better um, dynamics. So, yeah, look at the relationship with friends, family, aunts, um, sisters, cousins, um, whether they're in your life now actively or they're not. Like, you can also make peace with the past, right? Like I said, don't hold on to that resentment. But for those that are in your life, then you can also work on trying to find more peace and harmony and expressing yourself and being vulnerable. You may decide through that that some people are not really people that you want to be around, all the time or invest time and energy with or there's ones that you do and actually it's just about refining love languages so whatever that means to you just allow and embrace the change and that brings it to the end that's 10 uh 10 ways to access dark feminine energy and i think you know it's all good and well me saying all of this but you know if you really want to access that dark feminine energy and start to really you know cultivate it and become more familiar with it either you embrace it or some way you're going to have to face it because it's going to come up. You know, there's going to be things that are going to come up and then you're not really in the driving seat. So what I'm trying to do here is give you the ability to be in the driving seat and it it will be much more, you know, empowering for you to take it in that position and really, you know, manifest and co-create the life that you're here to create, um, a beautiful life. And tell you when you're really riding that wave and you take that accountability you know yeah life is never going to be 100% smooth but you can navigate those challenges in such a more seamless and sort of smoother way because you know who you are and you can stay true to who you are so With that being said, I hope you like this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe, leave a comment, let me know your feedback. I always love to hear from you guys. Sending you peace, love, light and abundance. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.